clear that Emery is not really what it says it is in terms of um, being an inclusive place, um, a community of care. So this particular podcast is sort of engaging the questions on how we can make Emory a community of care and how we can make this a place where, um, you know, protests like these wouldn't need to happen. One of the first ways that many students talked about um, creating this change is a primary step of dialogue, a primary step of conversation, and just talking about the fact that these problems even exist. I think it's important, firstly, that like people are even talking about it, mm-hmm. and even maybe not even talking about it, but bringing up the issue, even mm-hmm. if it's like one-sided. Somebody mm-hmm. has to vocalize it mm-hmm. um, for people to even start thinking about it. Um. I do think conversation is, is a very effective way to create some sort of progress. Um, and the only reason students protest and the only reason uh, people riot mm-hmm. is because um, they're not being heard. Um, and then from other people, just like more empathy. That is something that always, always, always bothers me, just the total lack of empathy and thoughtfulness and consideration mm-hmm. in people like you have people talking about their lived experiences and talking about microaggressions of things that are wrong and then everyone else saying well I didn't go through this so you're clearly wrong like slavery was how long ago like let's move along you know it's just people just not willing to I'm listen. Just adding the voice of Dean Nyer in a recent article he um, listed some steps to uh, reimagine uh, the college campus community. And one of the steps is um, to encourage debate and dialogue. Open and honest engagement with evidence in its myriad forms is critical to the productive exchange of ideas. So even Dean Nyer says, you know, this is one of the fundamental ways that we can start to create change. Dialogue tends to help, but the problem with dialogue is that you have all these people asking like ignorant questions through mostly no fault of their own because they haven't been exposed to different communities they just want to know they just want to understand where you're coming from so it's clear that um many students feel that dialogue is a first step in changing uh the emory community However, it's also clear that this change isn't just going to occur by itself, um, which is why many students have appealed to the administration and administrators um, to put systems in place to really change the campus culture. I don't think any changes are being made as a direct result of these protests, rather okay. just like quick bandages and like little like, okay, yeah, okay, apology, here's your email. You know? So I think like the EBSU was kind of like a right, a small step in the right direction, but, and especially getting like the Black Student Alliance house back is definitely another right step in the right direction, yeah. but there's still, you know, it's not perfect. Right. So I think just 
it was effective in having administration realize that we're not just going to sit here and let you treat us like, you know, stepchildren. Mm -hmm. We definitely deserve all the rights and accessibilities that other students around campus have. Um, one thing that we kind of know as black students at Emory, mm -hmm. um, if we're being completely transparent, is that, like, administration does hear us. Um, whether or not, you know, we're effectively getting the change we, <laughs> we right. want slash need slash, you know, to make this entire campus better is different. But in terms of getting our voices heard, like, yes, it has been very effective. Dean Nair has been one of the most vocal administrators about creating this um, change on campus. And he's published several articles in journals of higher education recently that talk about the ways um, in which this change needs to happen um, and how we can accomplish it. And firstly, he's one of the first proponents, um, as far as administration goes, to say that lived experience can necessitate change. It, you know, lived experience is evidence enough in its own. In a recent article, he said, We oftentimes fail to validate the personhood of our students, and too often we further marginalize them by refusing to acknowledge that their lived experience versus empirical evidence is in fact legitimate and worthy of our concern. I'll post the link to these articles because I think that um, they really show that denier is on the side of students. Um, in one of these articles, he says that marginalized students are engaging in open expression at the risk of retaliation. They're leading courageously and giving voice to many who otherwise would have no voice. They're organizing across institutional boundaries and creating a powerful new racial justice movement, or perhaps more accurately, they're picking up the mantle of the old movement giving our institutions of higher education a chance to be, this time around, on the right side of history. Lastly, Dean Iyer does acknowledge that administrators need to be involved in creating this change, and that includes himself. In this article, he says that students are often working towards change with little administrative support, and systemic change will require this. So the idea is to identify key administrators who can provide support and guidance to students. So one of the things we talk about a lot, um, at least within our circles or with, you know, like the board of trustees or different boards is you've, when I signed on to come to Emory, mm -hmm. I was basically promised this, 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 you know, X, Y, Z. And we are saying that as a community, Emory has not lived up to that promise. You know, if we're going to talk about... Um, for instance, going to like the whole community of care definition. Mm -hmm. um, it's like, are we really doing that? Or, you know, even right now with creating memory, there are changes going on. Mm -hmm. um, but it's like, are we living up to what we promise? And that's no. And so right now we're in a, we're in, we've been in this limbo of saying like, okay, so one side of this is you need to change what mm -hmm. you're saying and be real and say like, okay, right. we can't offer this all. This is not going to be paradise. Yeah. But also saying, like, saying, okay, but this is what we can change. You know, this is what we can change immediately, such as, you know, um, <clears throat> looking into the different academic resources 
uh, for black students and to different, you know, mental resources, you know, with mental wellness and flourishing in that aspect. Um, and a lot of, for instance, those changes have been running and rolling. Um, and then also more long-term things such as, you know, establishing a GER. You know, you yeah. can do so much within the first year aspect mm -hmm. of being here, but afterwards it's kind of, you know, right now it's kind of up in the air. So I think it's kind of Emory clarifying their values up front mm -hmm. about, look, this is what, you know, there are community standards that you have to abide by, and this is what, these are what those are. Yeah. And then Emory following through on that and saying, like, here are different ways in which you can learn and which you can engage, you know, starting from your first day here through, you know, this creating Emory program all the way somehow through senior year in some yeah. way, shape, or form. Additionally, um, many Emory students have asked administrators for academic change as a part um, of creating this um, cultural change at Emory. I think the most effective way is definitely targeting the freshman class and not only freshman class but faculty as well. I'm not sure, I'm not so much sure about faculty but mm -hmm. definitely like within PACE, so I'm a women's studies major and we always joke around like everyone should be required to take women's studies 100 because it's very true because yeah. it opens your eyes to things that's around you every day that you don't realize. Yeah. Even as far as like sex, gender, mm -hmm. race, class, mm -hmm. when you're growing up you're kind of, you know, in your own bubble of community, whether yeah. you're rich, poor, middle class, and that's all you're around, and you really don't realize how your views on the world are reflected onto other people. And so I think, like, having some sort of class that kind of requires freshmen to engage in these identities and mm -hmm. respect other people's identities just so they can get a different perspective on things mm -hmm. so you don't really make assumptions about a group of people. Yeah. So I think that's kind of the big... I really think that people, like, it, it shouldn't fall on the students, so... People should just, like, have to take more classes about it or something, like, have something in the mm -hmm. curriculum, right, that encourages people to expand their learning in a meaningful way and saying, like, this is a class on race relations in the U.S., understand this because this will ultimately affect your relations on a day-to-day -day basis because you're mm -hmm. not just going to talk to white people all day you like you have to understand what's going on with other people and understand where it came from and how it manifests itself in modern times having Emory clarify its values up front for incoming students is so important because then it's like oh well they said this here on my first day or like before I even got here, then they said it on the first day, then, you know, next week I hear mm -hmm. it, then it's in classes academically, then, oh, I just saw my friend in a protest on the street, then, you know, there's so many aspects to where it becomes, where it, that it has to go through to be effective, because it's, you know, it's an ongoing journey for everyone to, I guess, for lack of a better word, like, be woke. Many students have also expressed that, um, Part of this multifaceted approach is social change at Emory. Um, so it's not just in the academics and in the resources available to students, but it's in um, how students interact with one another. So many students have proposed ways in which we can socially be a more integrated and uplifting community. 
we sort of acknowledge that our campus is like not integrated and we have a lot of these communities that yeah. don't necessarily interact um, and people have all different kinds of solutions and they're, they're sort of like institutional solutions. Um, I think the kind of change I would see is like a lot of people plan events and they say like, oh, how can we target this specific group of people to come? Mm-hmm. I think I think what should what the change should be is just like these events should just not be tailored mm-hmm. to certain people, if that makes sense. Um, in the sense that like if BSA is having an event, then like a lot of people won't come to it because they think that it's not for them. But if people are throwing a party or like doing an event like symposium or something they'll kind of be like well how can we get like the people from BSA to come or how can we get the people from this group or that group to come um and I, I just think it should be like more of a two-sided thing I think maybe doing something with through Greek life okay. in terms of um I mean what I really want to say is like getting rid of Greek but I don't think that's going to happen. So what, <laughs> what I think is what would work is um, I know they have some like Greek unity sort of events mm-hmm. um, that a lot of people think are um, like short-sighted. I think if people, since that does, it is like a very big social thing at Emory, like a lot of the social life revolves around Greek life. And I think if, people were a little bit more connected in that circle, mm-hmm. then they might be willing to um, just sort of informally do things together outside of that, okay. rather than just sticking to their own groups. Honestly, I think everyone just has to, everyone has to start making the effort to mm-hmm. be nicer to each other. Because okay. there's just like this air of hostility and I just notice it because I have a lot of, like I have a lot of, friends from different races and like <clears throat> just like there's always so much tension on this campus mm-hmm. between like the divides and it's mm-hmm. just like I feel like if people just made that effort to like say you know what I know that like things have been tense between like our races like just cause of you know in the past but like just try to be extra nice I don't know like it's just cause like right now I just don't see any progress being possible because of the hostility, like, Mm -hmm. even though, like, because I've seen, like, the oppressed and, like, the oppressed, quote-unquote, the oppressors, like, Mm -hmm. they just can't get past, like, like, normal human interaction, let alone, like, Mm -hmm. fixing, like, a large problem, Mm -hmm. I don't know. And it saves you a lot, you know, there's so much that can be learned from just looking at different people's opinions through, like I said, simple Googling and Mm -hmm. looking at things before you speak. And it helps, it really helps to have conversations so that hopefully, you know, <clears throat> there doesn't need to be a protest even. Like, yeah. so that we can have this conflict um, and have this dialogue about it from two knowledgeable points of view. I'd like to end with a final quote from Denier because I think it really encompasses what it's going to mean to change the campus culture at Emory. Um, particularly uh, socially. He says, 
We must struggle intellectually with our own value systems. We must move from practicing cultural competence, awash in stereotypes, to embracing cultural humility. We must interact more graciously and authentically with others and open ourselves to new ways of knowing and understanding. We must practice forgiveness and generosity. And finally, we must engage seemingly impossible conversations. Action. They demanded to speak to him. They went to the administrator's office. They held signs. They just—they—they they were disruptive. I mean, they—they they were loud.